Hey you guys, your boy Eli here, and I'm happy to announce that we'll be part of Comic Palooza's podcast partnership program. And we will be there live in front of all of you guys, everyone who's be attending Comic Palooza on May 26th and 28th. We will be doing a uh, live podcast episode in front of everyone and hope to see you all there. Uh, we will be doing some cool stuff there, and I hope to see you guys there. Hopefully meet up. Who knows? Anyways, guys, hope to see you guys there. Anyways, peace. And welcome back to another episode of Gears of Tours, guys. It's me, Boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about the season finale of uh, Mandalorian, season three. And yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Not in a bad way. <laughs> no, I... I think it's it's been kind of interesting seeing uh, not the discourse, but more sort of like just how people have been sort of taking to this, this third season of Mandalorian, right? Yeah, no, I agree. It's like it. Part of it, I feel like, is very overreact. You know, people are kind of overreacting to it. Like it's like, oh my god. That's no, no, a- I definitely agree because I I feel like there's. Like, I don't know, it's kind of weird that some people kind of, like, are seeing this as, like, a bad season, when I feel like, for the most part, this season, overall, was kind of alright. Mm. Like, it, 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 okay, it's like, it wasn't, like, like, super bad, but it's not, like, it was, like, the most amazing thing ever. It was solid all around. Like Yeah, it's not season one. I, I think it's about as par as season two, but it's not season one. Yeah, I think that would be, uh... Mm-hmm. Because season one was kind of like, whoa, you, 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 this is different. Which I think the, is, is, is something that I feel like a lot of the Disney, show, the Disney Plus shows involving Star Wars have been kind of trying to do, where it's like, it's Star Wars, but it's a little different. <laughs> I guess, but uh, I think what made people really like that first season of Mandalorian is that, yeah, it is sort of not that connected to the greater Star Wars mythos, mm-hmm. right? There's no Jedis, there's no... It's just a... Well, technically there are, but you, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, that first season, like, doesn't really have that much into, like, I guess more, like, the Skywalker stuff, right? Yeah. Like, it's not stuff you would typically see in Star Wars. It's it's sort of a straight-up Western, mm-hmm. more or less, with a bounty hunter and all that stuff. A lot of references to, like, Western movies, mm-hmm. Western, uh, you know, cinema, basically. And, like, even Japanese uh, film, because, like, there was, well, I think it was episode three or four. That was basically... Um, uh, Seven Samurai, yeah. Yeah, it was hev- heavily, heavily Seven Samurai. With the with the villagers helping out in the attack, and like that that's what made it you know unique. Even in like season two, where there was like uh, the Ahsoka episode, that was some straight up samurai movie. Yeah, but I, I think some people, uh, I think problems with like season two was like it was a bit too fan servicey, right? Yeah, I, I can I can kind of agree with that. Well, not in a, not, not in like in a bad fan servicey way. It's more of like it's just. Okay, we're 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 starting to connect stuff, but I'm like, I do we really need to connect all this stuff? Yeah, it, it kind of went like Mando's sort of adventures were sort of just like, hey, let's have him meet a random Star Wars character that we know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Ahsoka. Right? 
Bo-Katan. Um, Bo-Katan. Uh, Boba like, Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> like, on, you know, like... Yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And so, like, it, it, the, the charm of it, had, I think... Now, we're, we're saying this is an overall thing, right? The, the kind of charm that Mandalorian had in the first season is kind of, like, starting to weigh off. Where it was kind of like this cool lone wolf and cub kind of thing, you know, straight samurai inspired kind of stuff kind of like how you know the original star wars was inspired by the hidden fortress uh the akira Kurosawa film so it's it, it kind of like comes in for a circle but it's kind of like i guess ironically it, it, it became more star wars yeah i guess like it became more like like marketable right <laughs> yeah i think that's sort of what we're talking about because i mean uh, just to get into sort of the big thing with season three is that, Ma- you know, Mando and Grogu are back together, um, which is something that happens in, I think, Boba Fett, like the Book of Boba, yeah. right? So, it feels like, like, I think that's, for me, that's sort of like the one thing that, like, I am kind of, like, disappointed in, like, they don't keep that momentum from like the second season ending where it's like he gives up Grogu to, to Luke Skywalker to let him get trained to be a Jedi and stuff you know like that's what he wants that, that's that's what he's supposed to be right yeah but then like granted I haven't seen the Book of Boba because I didn't feel like watching it especially because um y- you know like just to like I didn't want to watch another show just to get into this show I really feel like that's not like mm-hmm. like there shouldn't be like some uh, other show I have to watch to get into the third season of this show. This isn't really, you know. And there's clearly like stuff that happens in Book of Boba that like really like derails for like this storyline and the storyline of like Grogu and Grogu trying to be like, you know, I don't want to be part of the Jedi Order. Screw the Jedi's. I'm gonna go be a uh, Mandalorian with my uh, space dad. Well, I mean, he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it, but it's implied. Yeah, you know, because he can't give up that uh, that attachment. Yeah, and so like that's kind of where if you haven't watched Book of Boba, you wouldn't know that. But if you have, you know, and it still feels kind of awkward that we get that story beat in a thing that doesn't involve, you know, the the Mandalorian story. Like it, yeah, it's connected, but it's like it still feels kind of weird. Even like I. Because Book of Boba was not a terrible show. I think it was pretty alright. It just didn't have a real, like, direction. Mm-hmm. But, like, everyone was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, the best episode is the one without Boba. And I'm like, that's kind of been kind of questionable on that. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a bad sign if your best episode is the episode that doesn't have your main character in it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they explain, you know, the situation with Jin. That he's kind of out outed as like no longer part of the, the, the group, because he showed his face, and like, you know, he has to do this, this, and that. But before he does that, he's gonna do another fetch quest. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> which is helping out Boba, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's 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 really, I I think that's the thing about the season. Like it it, it feels like kind of weirdly out of pace, and it kind of. That weirdly out of paceness kind of goes on with like the rest of the season, because it's like not to go too into much into spoiler, but like oftentimes whenever the you know Mando has to go and do like a mission, I guess it's kind of be derailed by something else, and it's like oh no, you can just do that, 
forget that plan A. You can just do plan B. Or this happened to be plan B, I guess I would say. Yeah, um, I guess it's sort of like a, hey, um, let's just do plan B, which is way less complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I do kind of agree that the pacing's kind of weird. Because um, it does, like, you know, like the main beat, at least in the first, like, couple episodes is uh, Bobo, no, uh, Mando trying to get, you know, essentially be re, like, integrated into the group, right? He'd no longer be an apostate. You know, becoming Mandalorian again by, you know, going to Mandalore, bathing in the waters, all that stuff. And, uh, after that, like, sort of the plot kind of just turns into, like, oh, let's just retake Mandalore then, because, hey, since, uh, yeah, Mando was able to get there, the air's breathable, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, um... Maybe we can reclaim Mandalore. Yeah, like, rebuild Mandalore, all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's essentially what this, this, the plot becomes, but it's also, like, and this is what I'm saying, like, it's not a bad season. Like, like story beats make sense. Like, where one leads to another makes sense, but it's also kind of, like, it feels too quick. <laughs> I think, and also, I think this is the shorter of the seasons. No, I looked it up. They're all the same episodes. All the same episodes? Okay, yeah. I felt I felt this was shorter. I don't know. What, well, I don't know what is it about, but this one felt a lot shorter. Honestly, I can kind of understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I did look into it, I think, after I finished watching the season. It's like, all right, so how many seasons was each, uh, how many episodes was each season? And it's like, yeah. oh, they're all eight episodes each. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. And I think it is, to your credit, uh, the pacing, you know? Like, I think the pacing is a little uh, off at times, because there are, like, some random, like, side quests. They kind of have to do like i think when uh mando and bogotan have to go uh pretty much uh have to go and uh fix a city problem well i mean they had to fix some sort of cities like the city's problems with their droids in yeah. order to like talk to uh because they've hired out the uh mandalorian uh fleet mm-hmm. that bogotan was ha- rolling with before they were like you don't have the dark saber anymore why should we follow you right yeah so, like, they essentially, like, that's, like, they get sidetracked for, like, that whole episode before, like, the last five minutes is just, like, you know, getting to meet them, selling the thing, blah, 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 done. Right? Yeah. We had to have spend an awkward moment with uh, Jack Black and Lizzo. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? Like, uh, it's, not, it's not even a terrible episode, really. It's just, like, really weird. <laughs> if anything, I'm just, like kind of surprised out of every out of all those guest characters in that episode i'm surprised no one talks about christopher lloyd's character in that (laughs) he has such an interesting story too it's like yeah it's like oh you're a separatist it's like i mean kind of yeah i don't know i find it funny yeah i I like that christopher lloyd is funny he's in a star wars project and a star trek project yeah you know Jack Black is, you know, Jack Black is, he's cool, but it's like, Jack Black, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I mean. I love you, but what are you doing here? They're, they're very eccentric in their roles, which is fine because, like, the whole, like, city is very, like, no one works because all the droids do all the work, so they get to, like, hang out and party and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for, it makes sense for, I'm just, like, thinking, like, Jack Black, what are you doing here? 
Lisa, what are you doing here? <laughs> it just feels so out of place for me. Uh, not to say they're like they're that terrible. Uh, I think they they do a serviceable job, uh, but it's, it's just really weird for me to see. Like like I don't like I said I don't I don't hate the episode. I, I, I know a lot of people had issues with it, but I'm just like, that's eh, fine. Not that, not that terrible. Yeah, it's kind of like if you see Ed Sheeran in a Game of Thrones episode, mm-hmm. right? Or you're like... It's like, Ed Sheeran, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, like, I can't think of any other, like, moment of, uh... In Star Wars where, like, there's a famous actor or whatever who shows up for a bit. I think there was one for Boba Fett, but I just can't remember what it was. Because I don't, like, I didn't really care. And it's funny too, because you could argue maybe Rosario Dawson is a uh, Ahsoka, but then again, it's like, well, she's in the makeup, and she does very well of like playing the Ahsoka character to the point where it's like, it's yeah, like it feels like they're not playing themselves right. And yeah. I guess that's probably the uh... yeah, because the thing with that Sharon was like he was just like 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 pan to him singing, and I think that's sort of the the deal with at least with Jack Black and you know. The other uh, Lizzo, Lizzo, yeah, like they feel more like just playing themselves, but in Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. I think that's sort of, I think the uh, the the, 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 the reason, yeah, yeah, like maybe the underlying issue here, yeah. It, you know, at the end of the day, it's like they're only there for like an episode, and you're probably never gonna see them again. So, yeah, who cares? Yeah, because I remember, because I remember, uh, I haven't watched the episode by the time like all the discourse came out for that one. I remember it's like, wait, so are they supposed to be like Mandalorians, Mandalorians or something? And it's because like, because by that point I was like, okay, they're trying to get like the whole crew together. I was like, wait, are they Mandalorians or something? Like, is this like one of the royal families that escaped or something? And I was like, oh no, they're just like some rich pompous dudes. Yeah. <laughs> just having, trying to have fun. And I'm like, ah, that's fine. I, I thought it was going to be a lot weirder and a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they, oh my God, are they going to show up in that final fight or something? Like, oh no, they got it. <laughs> No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Jack Black would have been an awesome uh, Mandalorian. I don't know. Maybe. He would use the power of music. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I guess. Give him the pick of Destiny, baby. The lightsaber of Destiny. There you go. <laughs> no, um, but, um, but you, in the, in, you know, going back to, to Mandalorian, the, the, the show itself, there's some really interesting episodes, too, and, and, like I said, it flows well together, and there's a lot of like buildup and a lot of stuff that like leads into the next that makes you know, like I said, plot beats make sense. We get the return of that one doctor, the the scientist dude. Uh, yeah, the guy behind uh, the whole cloning process yeah. thing. Yeah, that whole like episode is definitely super interesting. You get to see a little bit of a kind of like. It's almost it's a bit of a parallel to what happened like during like after World War Two where you had Nazi scientists, mm-hmm. uh, but they would uh, essentially I think it was like Project Paperclip is what it was called. Yeah, uh, where the U.S. would recruit them to have them work on stuff because it's like hey they're too smart to uh, not use them, but at the same time they were Nazi scientists. And in this case, it's more yeah, combined like, war crimes. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, it's like it's kind of more. Since it's Star Wars, a bit more black and white. It's like, okay, these guys are being rehabilitated to be good guys now, mm-hmm. right? And that's in, in this doctor himself is like, yeah, I really was more like, you know, I didn't like use my weapon workers being used, like my cloning technology was being used in like these bad ways. Yeah, so I want to hopefully like reform it, maybe use it to help say, you know, with the you know help the New Republic out because you know his original thing was like, I wanted to do cloning stuff because my mom died. 
But if she had, you know, if we were able to like clone like a new heart for her, maybe she would have lived and stuff, which is neat. And it's also, it also it's kind of it kind of goes back to one of the things like I, that I really liked about, you know, um, and or it's like, hey, you know, just because it's the future or whatever, uh, it's different space and there's time, you know, space travel doesn't mean you're not still affected by real world shit, <laughs> right? Because his mom died of like heart conditions, and you think like. Oh, this is, you know, a futuristic city. I don't think they would have, like, I mean, you could say that about a lot of stuff, but, like, it's, 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 it's one of those, like, it's, it's like a real thing, right? It's like, you would hear, like, you know, not to be, like, morbid or anything, you would hear people, like, who would be cancer and it still hits back, kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. It's one of those kind of situations. It's like, oh, man, that's right. This is a, this is still a real world with, like, real stuff happening to people. That are just like regular people shit, because <laughs> I, because you know that makes the world more interesting. And like, yeah, he he he's not. I don't. I never thought he was like a like an evil character. Like, to be honest, when he first saw, like, he seemed like he just like was always a scared dude. Yeah, he was like, because uh, in I think earlier season he's more into like his own research, yeah, kind of thing, and he's kind of more or less just reluctantly helping uh, these empire remnants. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, we'll kill you if you don't help us, kind of thing. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, I guess I'll, I guess, you know. I'll, I'll commit a couple war crimes <laughs> to live. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'll do the, I'll, I'll try yeah. to take blood out of a, out of a forced baby, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. What's even fun, what's even more interesting is like, there's, there's a moment where you're like, oh, he might have like found like a girlfriend. <laughs> I really didn't see it like that, I'm going to be honest. You really? Uh, the cute, it's about the cute little date. I don't know. It's just more like I don't know. I guess I didn't really see like uh, like like relationship stuff. I don't yeah. know. Maybe just I just me sometimes. I guess because I don't like think about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess I don't have the shipper brain kind of thing. Uh, okay, 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 I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it was more like yeah, you know, this uh, chick is uh, helping him out. Uh, at least in terms of like getting him out of his shell kind of thing and like mm-hmm. sort of telling him hey yeah we can you know we can help uh, the new republic out let's reform ourselves all that shit you know mm-hmm. obviously there's a pretty cool plot twist by the end of it though yeah like we're not gonna go, not gonna get that deep into it but like essentially you know uh, I mean the episode's been out so we, I mean we gotta say that but, but, but overall it's like um it's an interesting sort of twist where it's like, uh, just because, you know, things are changing doesn't mean people are all going to be accepting of that change. As well as, like, uh, yeah, and uh, there's also, like, nefarious uh, uh, secret stuff going on, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and we don't even know what happens to them at the end. Yeah, like, it's kind of implied something, like bad happens to him but you don't really know how bad right yeah it's interesting i i I don't know um but yeah no it's 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 a it's a very interesting way that we leave that storyline but like it, it ties back into essentially what would be the ending of the you know the season when tying it all together like who the big bad is and like why you know this happens which i mean it makes sense but i also feel like it's kind of kind of rushed you know 
a little bit because the ending this like the end of the season definitely feels a little fin- like finite like yes like, yes everything just everything ends in like a very like storybook ending way <laughs> like you don't like you're fine if like there's no season four yeah which is a interesting right yeah because uh we get to learn the big bad sort of uh big nefarious plot <laughs> Various plan, and it's like, okay, that's interesting, I guess. And it also kind of like gives the implications of like, I guess it's more like it sets up like a more uh, reasonable explanation as to the events of, say, I don't know, a specific movie, then a specific trilogy of, of Star Wars movies <laughs> that came out a couple years ago that a lot of people were just like, what the fuck, you know? Very decisive. Yeah. Somehow know? came back. Yeah, like, a major character just somehow comes back and, and we kind of, like, get more or less set up of, like, the explanation of, like, oh, okay. To be fair, though, I feel like this whole series itself was kind of having that stuff in the background mm-hmm. of, like, potentially maybe, like, trying to retcon, like, decent ways of, like, making it so, uh, you know... Like, okay, we can maybe make this, like, make a little bit more sense in retrospect, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that thing in the Bad Batch, like, the first season, where they, they uh, take that one uh, Kaminoan uh, scientist who was a part of the cloning stuff. Oh, yeah. That part where it's essentially, like, it just ties into what eventually would happen later on. Yeah, like it seems like okay, so we're we're writing it in that the empire had a lot of interest in the cloning technology, but not in making more clone troopers, but in using it in various other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially, maybe using it as a backup for something. Maybe. Well, I mean, even then, like uh, um, it's one of the things that you know surprisingly they tie up really nicely. Remember that uh, in what episode was it? It was season two. It was when they do the sneak in. With uh, Bill Burr's character. Oh, yeah. They, they break into that facility, right? And they mention an event that happens in one of the uh, Star Wars Battlefront games. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, oh, so you, 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 d-, which makes sense, right? Because, like, there's, there's no way it's, like, once you defeated the big bad, there wouldn't be, you know, you know, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, uh like, a power vacuum? Not just the power vacuum, but, like, plans so that if should ever this happens... Yeah, like a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. Like, there wouldn't be, like, you know, set things that, like, okay, if, if anything happens to me, do X, Y, and Z kind of shit. Which, I mean, like, that makes sense. Palpatine was that kind of guy. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, especially if, like, just because the war is over doesn't mean everything is tidied up well. And there's, there's even hints of that in some of these episodes. I mean... Yeah, this whole season itself is like, yeah, the New Republic is around, but it's, you know, it's kind of hard for it to, like, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, make sure everything's running smoothly and, you know, they're having hard times trying to get rid of whatever remnants are, you know, whatever Empire remnants they're still out there. You know, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, you Mm -hmm. know. Speaking of which, um, going back to, like, how the New Empire, um, is settling. We also got to talk about how like the Mandalorians are settling, because there's this. Remember, there's the whole plot of the dark saber. Yeah. So essentially, like essentially, yeah, okay. Uh, so who technically owns the dark saber? 
Um, don't worry about that. That's also that's all solved. That is solved real quickly and kind of forget not forgettably, but it's like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of put in the back burner, like because mm-hmm. obviously, like uh, Mando has the dark saber, but clearly Bo-Katan needs the dark saber in order to reunite all the people of Mandalore mm-hmm. under one like ruler or whatever. But it's like. You can't just give someone the dark saber or give it up because that's not how it works. That's not how their culture works. Yeah, you have to, you know, win it in a battle. And mm-hmm. obviously, even if uh, Bogotan challenges Amanda to a fight, he could easily just, you know, throw the fight to give her the dark saber because he doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that would be like, nah, that's bullshit. He was throwing. Yeah. You have to take this seriously. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not a leader. He's very much like, yeah, I don't really want to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, I would have liked to see him, like, at least attempt it. But, like, I, I could totally understand why it's not him, you know. Um, but, no, that, that sort of becomes part of the main plot. But also, we get to see more of the Mandalorians, uh, the different sects, some of the, you know, different characters that you, that you might recognize from different uh, series. Or, like, you know, hey, remember that one guy? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, like you remember that one group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, there's a lot more emphasis on those characters. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's one dude. I think his name is Prish. Yeah, who was a uh, part of like the their uh, the Mando sect, who gets a lot of character development in this season, and it's just really cool to see him like go from this dude who really didn't like. He's very much like he's the tank. <laughs> yeah, he's the tank. He's the He's the guy with the big gun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very much kind of like set in his ways, but like sort slowly see him be like a bit more accepting of stuff. You know, yeah, and it's it's a really nice character development, and I really like what they did with him towards uh, the end. And like, I actually kind of fell something, and I was like, oh man, that's that sucks. Especially like when there's the little subtle like character hints of like how he acts to other people, and especially when he stands up for certain characters. It's like, yeah, no, that's that's deserving you. That 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 makes sense for this character to do. Um, but yeah, no, the, it's really more centered around the Mandalorians this season, uh, not as just as a person, but as like as a group. I would I would love to see more though. But if but this is what I'm saying about the pacing, it feels like we're kind of like rushing into a lot of stuff. Stuff that I feel like needed time, a little more time to breathe, especially with uh, Bo-Katan, because like Bo-Katan is her, her whole character is centered around like her wanting to to reclaim Mandalore and part of it becomes this this idea that she kind of needs to like I don't want to say humbled but what's um be essentially be more accepting of like other (laughs) of the other groups of uh, groups of Mandalore and like their ideas Mm. especially like um the stuff that she will eventually have to take over because it's not like she's not gonna take the dark saber because let's face it, she will. And I don't know. I, I really liked her character in this one. I, but again, like I feel like there maybe a couple more time left to breathe, and then we sh- we should have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? No, I definitely uh, understand that point. I think uh, Bo Katan uh, had a definitely had an interesting character development because you know at the beginning she's very. Uh, Kind of just like, mm-hmm. 
like screw it like it's like i'm just hanging out on this planet by myself with like a droid just because i got nothing left you know mm-hmm. like i'm at my my wits end here i got no dark saber got no man you know no fleet no nothing i can't really do what i wanted to do so you know she has this whole little uh character arc thing which is interesting to see uh and yeah the conclusion comes is like we gotta like all come together as one you know like having seen like both sides of this sort of thing I, like divided we stand united we you know yeah divided we fall you know like united we stand divided we there's, fall. there's actually a really a cool scene where it, it that it encapsulates encapsulates it very well because it's considering like it's this sh- there really shouldn't be I mean, there's a good reason for everyone to be here, but this is like a reason why no one wants to like agree. <laughs> yeah, and yet you know, they're able to put their differences aside and be like, "No, we are this. We can come together." Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Is is there anything else you want to talk about this season overall? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um... I think, uh, you know, Mando and Grogu's uh, relationship is still pretty good, you know? Yeah, it's especially, like, encapsulated later on as a really, like, a father-child kind of thing. Like, they really, like, come together. Yeah. And it's nice. It's not anything, like, annoying, I feel like, which I thought was going to be. Because, like, I was very much in the opinion, like, okay, his mission's done. Let Grogu go. Let's 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 grow. But no, it, obviously that didn't happen, and so we have to get Grogu back and Mando back. And then it's nice to see those two relationships. Not gonna lie, I think, I think it works. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, uh, it feels really weird, <laughs> like we were saying earlier. Yeah, like it feels a bit disappointing that uh, mm-hmm. they didn't. Decided to keep that, uh, you know, that sort of ending of season two going, and obviously it feels kind of more of like a, a corporate thing of like, hey, we can't just get rid of, of Grogu, that Baby Yoda character. He's mm-hmm. making us a lot of money right now. He is making a lot of money. All this merchandise stuff, he's too cute. You know, we got to keep him on the show. So you know, obviously it's sort of the right their way of like doing it, and it kind of, like I won't lie, if that was part of this season. Of him, them coming back together, maybe I'd be more, be uh, be more accepting of it. Mm-hmm. But because that's not the case, it's kind of just a little weird. But yeah, no, their dynamic is still pretty like wholesome and like fun to watch, especially uh when uh, Mando's like starts. To sort of like get more involved in like getting Grogu to like do more Manda- Mandalorian stuff, or like mm-hmm. uh, initiation stuff, or like kind of thing. Like he really takes to like that fatherly fatherly role, mm-hmm. you know, very well. Yeah, it's like, and you're right. It's it's a nice wholesome thing to see, and like, it, it, I I I would be I would be wrong to say like I didn't enjoy it. Uh-huh. It's it was good, and I'm I'm glad they they brought him back and at least it wasn't done in a way 
where like you're right it felt like very like eh, forced because it just could have easily been forced that's what we're kind of getting at is that it's done in a way where it's like really like enjoyable and like really makes sense especially with considering these two's relationship because it could have easily just made us force right mm-hmm. not literally force but you know like oh you know we can't get rid of him he's like you said we can't get rid of him he's the toy he's the product but like no yeah not only is he that he's also a character we're gonna like put these two characters together there's a relationship we're gonna establish we've established it we're gonna expand on it we're gonna make it grow and we and they did that and it did in a way where it's still compelling even though we were kind of like no they need to be separated <laughs> kind of stuff right that, that, that journey is over <laughs> but uh, yeah we were wrong obviously <laughs> well in terms of like yeah I would say that like it's they managed to make it mm-hmm. less uh weird I guess is what I would say to that mm-hmm. like like, uh, it's like, okay, you know, the decision to bring them back together, like, seems to be working out, you yeah. know? It'd be more cooler if you did it, like, if you kept up with that ending, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, you know, this decision has turned out to be a, 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 a good one. It's just that, you know, we could be living in an alternate reality where, like, you know, what could have been, right? You know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, how some people would argue that wouldn't it be kind of cool if, say, uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver in the MCU managed to live? Like, you, you, there's a lot of like interesting story beats you probably could have done with him if he was still alive for like any future events during that whole Phase Three, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, you also have. A lot of stuff that's fun, fine without him, you know? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That's sort of where I'm getting at, where it's like, he, he, we would have had something very interesting, but what we have right now, while it's not as interesting, it's still, I get, it's satisfying. Yeah. You know? It's, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, we would have loved to see this, but there's nothing wrong with what we've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's about most of what I can say about this season. I think this season overall is is good. It's not it's like again, season one was kind of like, whoa. Like I would argue, um, obviously, like season one, Amanda is like peak, right? Mm-hmm. And season two is good, but you could argue that a lot of things they add into that show into the season kind of like either. Like, for some people, it's like, oh, my God, this is great, awesome, even better. Or some people are just like, God damn it, I, I just want to, like, get rid of I – I don't want this stuff mm-hmm. here. I thought we were going to be, like, cool and, like, be different and stuff. Not have all these references and, like, cameos and stuff or whatever. So this, sec- so this third season just feels like a – sort of like, okay, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> like, I mean, it, if the show ends here, I, I guess I'm fine with where what we've gotten mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Like, sort of just, like, a uh, continuing of, like, hey, that was pretty good in first season. Second season, yeah, that was solid. And then third season, just, like, it's fine. It's fine. And, I, you know, for some people, that's not great. But for other people, uh, you know, it's like, all right, that's that's a solid, you know, that's a solid way if we're going to end it here. That's a solid way of ending it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a satisfying way to end it. Uh-huh. 
I think that's what matters. I think that's 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 what matters. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I give this. I would probably give it like a good like seven out of ten for the season. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I would agree to that. Yeah, know? it's it wasn't like spectacular, but it was like a, it was it was good. Like for me, probably season one was like a nine. Mm. Season two is like an eight point five, and then season. Three is a seven. Yeah, it's it wasn't bad, but I think but I think also think it's probably because like coming after um, Andor, which was like so different than what we're used to with Star Wars and so unique. It it, it kind of like you know, it it kind of makes it feel weird, right? No, I I definitely understand maybe that sort of perspective, mm-hmm. like because Andor is like really good. Yeah. So. To follow it up with uh, Mando season three and being kind of, I wouldn't say lukewarm, but just kind of there, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like a solid season of the Mandalorian. That, yeah, and don't get us wrong, they're two different kind of shows. Yeah, I was gonna say like, they are two different kinds of shows. You can't really compare them. Yeah, it's like trying to compare Andor to uh, the Star Wars Rebels show. Into mm-hmm. like, oh, they're both about you know. The start of the rebellion and you know, rising up, and it's like, well, one's a Saturday morning cartoon that's supposed to be kind of kiddish, mm. and the other one's a more adult take on that subject. <laughs> like, is it a little weird that both exist in the same universe? Yeah, probably. I you think know? you can say that about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at comic comics like like Marvel DC. They got some like really cool, fantastical, fun stuff, and there's also like. Oh yeah, there's some weird, like dark supernatural shit. Oh god. So like, it, 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 I think it, I think it makes the world just as interesting. But yeah, it, it like again, the two different shows. But it's like, I think what made Andor work and what made first season one of like Mandalorian so good is like they were different enough, but still feel part of the universe, right? While like I think Mandalorian became more part of the universe I feel like it kind of being like less interesting uh-huh. I don't know if that making any sense but and I, I feel like I'm not the only one who's thinking of that but yeah no, I think it's a good season and not, not, not a bad season but I think this is a good place to end it um, and if you enjoy what you heard be sure to follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at the Centurions where we'll be more active on Instagram there's a link tree to the podcast that's where we're officially part of our podcast go podcast Spotify Pandora all that you like and Link to the YouTube for all you guys listening out there and want to put a face to the voice. Be sure to follow us there. Like, comment, subscribe. And we do have Patreon for our support in any form of way. And yeah, it's, uh, so season three of Mandalorian is pretty good. It was good. Not pretty good, but, you know, it's, I think it's serviceable. And yeah, it's been me, your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.